The last time I've had food poisoning, I remember, was when I was in college, man, and I was spewing and shitting at the same time <laughs> all night. Oh. I was just like in the sh- in the shower, curled up into a ball, just crap Dude. coming out both ends. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Welcome to Game of Nodes, the gastro and test uh, and gastro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the what's the word I'm looking Intestinal. for? Gastro in intestinal disorder podcast. <laughs> you poop, we s- wait. Hang on, that was making sense. No. If I say you poop, we scoop, like as in scoop in the news. But I realised the pun didn't work, and it just sounded like you would pick up the poop. This is how we begin the 100th episode. Welcome everybody. It's hey. good to know that we've 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 gone on as we started, haven't we? Really? I mean, give credit to us. Number one, 100 episodes, and number two, like making it through this poop and scoop situation (laughs) it's been a little bit like you know one of those quite um you know one of those like old old books where it's it's not the odyssey right but they'll put people will be like oh yeah it's actually a rewrite of the odyssey of the iliad or the iliad and the odyssey you know it's 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 actually that and it's basically just like somebody trekking through a desert or something and it's just endless and metaphorical and filled with self-revelation that is the hundred the hundred episodes of Game of Nose. Crazy. And we're not even out of the desert yet. That's the most beautiful bit. It's not even over. You know. Um next next week, ninety nine. <laughs> ninety nine. We're going back to zero, boys. Oh, just like, <laughs> just like every cryptocurrency. <laughs> we're we going back in. to zero. We um yeah, the thing is though, if this was a cryptocurrency, we'd have got episode one, episode one hundred, episode two. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, maybe that's too drastic. Episode 100, episode 10, <laughs> episode 9, episode 8, episode 7. Um, Lots happened in 100 episodes. A lot. A lot has happened. Although, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we've, we've, we've focused on the Cosmos ecosystem. So, obviously, the drama. There's a lot of drama to go around in Cosmos, isn't there? Definitely 100 episodes worth. <laughs> and every other ecosystem is about to find out. As they, as more proof of stake ecosystems roll around, as more people experiment with governance and DAOs, it's it's all just going to come home to roost. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be fantastic. Because um, we get to say, "I told you so." We told you so. We said so in Game of Nodes. One, what? one. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, don't don't go back and start at the beginning if you're if you're picking up the show now because I went back and I think I watched like one, two, and three. They're pretty rough. There's a, <laughs> they're pretty rough. I, I did like I, having other guests. Like I missed Todd on the show. I miss Todd. That was always I miss nice Todd. to have. I miss Jabby. Yeah. Miss Jabby. Jabby from the vid. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's from Shout the, out in the comments. Those are early days. Your favorite. Yeah. Your favorite presenter. R.I.P. Killed by the Cosmos bear market. Who else? Who else do we have? Is like a regular? Was it just those two? I think uh, Jabby, Jabby, and Todd. Jake did quite a few. Jake did a bunch up front. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Obviously, regulars. We've had Rama and Wendy like on a lot, but that's more recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I met like the first, the first twenty or thirty episodes or something like that, which I didn't think we'd get past. <laughs> well, Schultz disappeared for a while, and I wondered whether Schultz was going to come back, and then, uh, and then Schultz started appearing in the group chat again, and it was like back from the dead. The Undertaker lives. I missed three episodes because I was moving. <laughs> like I think I get a little bit of a pass there. <laughs> yeah, but you would from a different. Hey, what about from Schultz? an island to a mainland? Uh, there was a bit where you you took some time off as well. 
Yes, when I was when I was moving. Yes. Oh, oh, so that was the road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice actually. Know. Right. What? Okay. You know, what do you call it when somebody drops off communication and then doesn't show up to the podcast? In this network, in this ecosystem, right? That could mean dead government. <laughs> could mean dead. Spies, jail. Organized crime. <laughs> jail. Rug jail. pull. Prop sixteen. <laughs> Loss of delegation and general fuck this attitude. Whatever it was Takumi did when he, mm-hmm. they ghosted, you know, any number of things. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, 100 episodes. What was your, um, what's been your highlight of the period of time we've covered in 100 episodes, everybody? I honestly can't I remember like. what we did last week. So. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Schultze, I interrupted. Did you burnt out now? Hey, no, I'm fucking good, bro. I just drove 13 hours yesterday like it ain't no thing. I just like cruised down the road. Don't even remember driving. Just fucking got it, got to Melbourne. I just made it. I would say my highlight is consistently whenever someone that does good work gets high on a new network. Like Silk Nodes is number two or three on Dimension right now. Um, I'm truly stoked for them. They, they do a lot of good stuff and they totally deserve the recognition. And so every time there's a network launch and one of us get up there, like one of the, one of the crew get up there, I'm always like, perfect, amazing, awesome, love it. Yep. That's a very recent highlight. That's like 100 episodes was your highlight. You're like, Silk Nodes getting up on <laughs> yesterday. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like I consistent. This is, that's consistently my highlight. My consistent highlight is when a new network launches, when there's really strong representation. Like consistently, that's like my, my upshot, right? I mean, I'm sure there's other th- good things as well. Like, there's been a lot of good networks we're on where, like, suddenly my stress reduces. But is that the same as a consistent high from yeah. good things happening? I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if our stress reduction is the same as a, an increase in happiness. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, we've also had really good people on, so it's been like from we talked about Jake early on, but Shane and Jorge on from Stargaze or Henry or um, from Penumbra. Uh, Sisla and, Omni- and Omniflix, right? We have a few others on too, um, which we should we do more. Like, we should try. Of, we've had a lot of guests, but we seem to have gone off the guest train lately. Yeah, yeah. Sporty um, guest host with like Funky coming on and and uh, and Bendy and the, the, they're Australian. What's that guy's name? I can't remember. Rue. Rue He's Rue. never in the chat, so I mean, how would you know? Uh, uh, um, did we fire him? Is that true? <laughs> Uh, he announced on Twitter that we couldn't fire him because um, he'd actually quit in private um, several weeks before. <laughs> and, uh, do you know? Do you know? Upgrade nineteen would be his final news piece. Um, so is that because there were some news items that were already in the spreadsheet by one of the people on this call? Is that right? Is that what happened? So you recognize that? Yeah, it's like you went. Like there was already some news in there, and so yeah, yeah the kangaroo went in there and just cracked the shits. He's like, "This is my job." Yeah, what the fuck is going on? The hell? It's <laughs> a lot of news in here for our hundredth. Man, I'll tell you what, news. this room lots, is echoey. I think guess was I think I think Henry might have been the most informative. I think um, mm-hmm. um, Skip team, another one. Yeah, good that was on. good. Ethan Frey was good. Um, mm-hmm. Simon, we had Simon from Noise on, who's also obviously part of um, Confio. Confio. Mm-hmm. I think Simon is is very underrated as a. A quiet, clever person often is, you know. Um, 
like him a lot. It's a shame we never got Max Max Juno on. I kind of think uh, of all the people in the cosmos, I think uh, Max might have his head screwed on the best, but doesn't do public appearances, obviously. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be funny one day to get Artifact on, but we obviously know there are there are hurdles to that. I think if you could get Artifact on with a beer in hand, that would be quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like to see like like Artifact and Jabby shooting the shit. That would be an entertaining episode. Maybe 150, 150,000 subscriber Artifact and Jabby off there you go. face reveal. <laughs> All right, what else has happened? Well, enough of this backward-looking bullshit. Let's go forward, only forward, forward. like uh, like Malice. Up. That's right. Bitcoin just crossed forty four thousand. That it just jumped like one percent. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, it did. That's that's a, that's immediate. That's that's recent news. Recent recent news. Yeah, look at that. Is there some news, or just who knows? I think so it's a, a who knows situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did hear that. What was it? Um, BlackRock crossed grayscale for how many Bitcoin they have on. So that's probably driving some excitement. Um, since BlackRock, I think, is the largest investment firm. I don't really know what they'd be considered, but I can see that driving excitement. On their private army? No, it's different. That's Blackwater. <laughs> oh, my mistake. Apologies. Oh, somebody's mic's feeding somebody's back, by the way. Who's humming? Technical difficulties on the 100th episode. I don't think it's me. That that might be me, because there's people doing yard work outside. Oh, yeah. That's me. me. Okay, I'll keep muted. Yep. Also, uh, Top Memory is watching Null struggle through setting up a node for two hours and failing. I don't remember that, actually. (laughs) It's because you weren't there. Null Null versus uh, RPC, I think was the name of that episode. Is that that what it was? I missed it. I might even delete that episode. It's kind of outdated. Yeah, but it is quite funny. So, What was that for? I don't know. I think we're just setting up a Juno node just for shits and giggles. No, but okay. like the yeah, hard way. I think that's why. Being educational. Yeah, something like that. Very educational show. I did a. I remember I did a live stream once. This was like before the dark times, before the bear market. Um, you know when we were talking about a cash because uh, sorry, mm. a cash. We had um, we had Greg on. Do you remember that? Greg, and, yep. Um, sure I did an RPC, uh, not an RPC. I stood up an RPC on a cash on a stream to see if you could do it in like 30 minutes or something. And about 15 minutes in, there was like a knock at the door and it was um, a parcel. And I had to, and it was still on a live stream and I had to run downstairs then sign for a parcel. It turned out to be something like, uh, like a desk or something. It was not small. And then I had to like carry it inside the house. And I was literally, there's just my chair in the live stream. No explanation. <laughs> for like eight minutes maybe like it's a really long time it's like a full quarter of the stream i think there's just my chair no explanation and uh i looked at the analytics afterwards and people had tuned in and been like there is just a chair there's literally a chair what the what the hell man um that was a good one a shame wasn't a game of nose episode but uh, oh the never ending upgrade that was a weird one the party bus episode do you remember that mm-hmm. yeah crack him Anyway, we sorry. I keep I keep taking it back. Only forward. Yep. Only forward. Only forward. Look at the future. Mm-hmm. So, future. Does Cosmos have a future? <laughs> let's let's keep it longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe some news or something. <laughs> maybe some news to take the edge off. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a tough. Cosmos have a future. We just need some tasty news. 
Uh, okay, so um, geez, we do have a lot of news this week. There is, yeah. I don't know. Is this? I guess this is multiple contributors, but this is like a, uh, a bunch of shit going on. I will have you know that I did not contribute at all. Same, same. Okay, I mean, I'll 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 start off on one that I can directly speak to because um, I joined the, the the consultation thing for it last week. Um, I mentioned this on the on the podo last week actually, which is that the um, the digital pounds consultation has 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 happened and fed back, um, which is obviously that that's not going to happen in terms of like implementation for some time. But they got I think fifty thousand written responses from companies and individuals to the consultation paper, um, with the overwhelming uh, the overwhelming concern being privacy, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, so they they're very much going in the direction of like a, a credit, or maybe not credit. Well, not credit. That's not the correct word. I've been told off in the last week for using the word credit when what I mean is private money. Um, mm. But like a debit, kind of debit card style private money situation where a bank is issuing essentially a thing that is the central currency is fiat money, but they are doing it through their infrastructure so they can see your balance. So that is the sort of rough proposal for the model, which is interesting, right? Because they're talking about um, spending it at a till, which you obviously can do with a debit card. But they also talk about it being a pound, which is specifically cash money, right? Um, so that I think what they're basically showing is that they are going down the the private money implementation route. They're not going for a digital cash implementation. Um, the other thing that they was kind of clear is that there are um, when they said they're concerned about privacy, they said the central bank and the government won't be able to look at your balance. Um, or any personally identifiable data. Um, so on the feedback call, um, I, I actually asked the question and said, well, you, you've said that, but you've also said that private providers will be involved. So does that guarantee hold, you know, how do you envisage that? And they were like, oh, well, people have to make money off, but people can and probably will make money off that data and we're not extending that to uh, private partners. So it kind of looks like... Um, I don't really see the point. I, 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 other than you need to take, it, there is a point obviously in taking fiat money into cryptocurrency spaces. That's a given, but that's something mm-hmm. they're not even talking about yet. And I don't really see what the benefit of doing something which have no privacy guarantees from your bank or issuer. Uh, you know, if it's not cash-like in that respect, it doesn't really address the privacy concerns that are being talked about. So that's interesting. Um, I guess that they have, they obviously have very well-backed and influential, and also literally in the room lobbyists from the financial sector um both in government in the bank of england etc 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 so it's not surprising that that's kind of the direction they're going um at the moment and obviously it's still at a very early stage but um yeah i don't i don't think it's much of a surprise at all right like the, the I, I don't think it's a surprise no i don't think it's a surprise the privacy the side is a is a benefit but is but from from a digital currency perspective and the ability i mean they're they're thinking about it from convenience and transaction fees and like right I mean, they're they're thinking of it from that perspective not not this idea yeah i mean i think the sort of things they'd want to do be like cross-border payments and clearing yeah right 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 and clearing right yeah uh, and and you know in clearing in its own right like you know as somebody who works on cash-like systems as soon as you mm-hmm. like 
oh, we can use this cache-like system for clearing. We could use it for internal um, reconciling for multinationals. That is a huge market. And obviously finding a <clears throat> finding a use for pounds in that space where they're already widely used is yeah. valuable. But so the only thing there though is that there's two different discussions. There's the retail CBDC and there's the wholesale CBDC. Mm-hmm. So I would kind of almost argue that like you, privacy is much less important than say the the wholesale CBDC case where sure. you're probably going to do those sorts of things. Whereas the for the average user, the the reason you would use digital pounds as opposed to just tapping your debit card, because that's how simple it is to pay for something, right? Um, because their big thing is they're doing loads of stuff on the design space to make this work in physical locations. For yeah. anybody to ever prefer that to just tapping their debit card, there has to be some benefit. And given that the retailer is the one who's soaking up the cost of using the debit card to the consumer, the fact that it's lower fees to like use the, mm-hmm. yeah, instead of my Monzo card where I'm tapping a debit card, I'm tapping my digital pounds wallet. And it's a different piece of plastic with a slightly lower fee. I, I don't give a shit, shit as a consumer. Like um, it has to give me something else. Yeah. Uh, but, but I also don't think that actually consumers give two shits about privacy. I don't everybody, everybody, everybody talks about it, but nobody at the end of the day they I think if you if they rack stank rack stanked if they ra- rank stacked Jesus if they rank stacked all the benefits associated to this privacy would probably be like at the bottom of that list right they would they would they would lower fees you know um maybe faster clearing or or uh, like like it, w- it would be all in their own benefit not necessarily privacy right people talk a good game about that but it, when it comes down to yeah. it, like they sort of spend less. At, at the same time though you know um bank accounts that offer single use uh debit card numbers are pretty yeah. popular and are widely used you know for I mean, and and they've and they're much more popular now because i mean apple pay does that right sure um, so like there is an i i think there is a quite sophisticated Group of, there, well, there are a group of people who wouldn't consider themselves power users that are using one-time debit card numbers and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is exactly the same as cash, like in terms of a pure yep. privacy structure, which is I'm effectively creating a, a non-fungible representation of a thing that is fungible, giving you it as sure. element, and then that's ensuring some some measure of privacy from the seller. Which So, so, I, so I, I take your point. I don't think it's necessarily important to people, but I think when they see it, in certain contexts, they definitely do see the value in it because people a, use yeah. that feature in Apple. It's the main thing. If you actually you know, see one of those annoying Revolut YouTube ads, mm-hmm. they go like, oh, I don't like showing my card number to these dodgy online stores that are definitely going to get owned. And you're like, yeah, fair. That's yeah. a really valid use case for digital cash or yeah. digital money. Um, but, yeah. but I mean, obviously you can solve that a whole bunch of different ways. Yeah. We use like privacy card and like what, what, what all yeah. we do is give me that. But I mean, in the end of the, the end of the day though, like that's sort of some card data that's not being used there, but, but the places I use that, they still have our, not all, but most have our name anyway. You know what I mean? So there's usually email address or something else that gets tied or something else like that. But yeah. yeah I mean, there's a, there's a whole, there are, other... there are some solutions with that. Well, yeah, there's a whole other piece of work there, which is that, I mean, anything that you do with blind proofs, you can also do, um, you can also do blind proofs for identity. And there's a, mm-hmm. I think the, you know, it's, it's not, this is not a big brain thought. This is a very Jimmy small brain thought. Um, but the design space for revealing progressive parts about identity without revealing others is actually the same problem, um, as binding a commitment to hand over a certain amount of cash 
do something. Right. That's actually the same cryptographic problem. I think it does make sense that they're starting on the wholesale side, or at least that's the easier problem to solve. And I think that is such a small number of individuals or groups that are within there. It's If they could solve that and actually have that, that would drive use of of digital currency across the globe because you would say, hey, if you want to, like if it is a central bank or something else within where you are, and if there's banks here in the US like Chase or something else that want to be able to do clearance and they have options between, you know, between standard clearance on ACH and, and some other faster ways that have lower fees and, and, and I mean, they own, they own the fees anyway, but the, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and, and faster proofs and those types of things. I think that's a good place to start. So I guess it's also kind of what Swift is doing with this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that's what they're trying to do as well. My understanding is that they are, they have a work stream on the wholesale, but the wholesale and the, the wholesale isn't necessarily coming before the consumer piece. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, no, it's not. I don't. I don't. Think so that I could be wrong about that. That's just my read. Uh, my reading it last week and then re- trying to remember it now. Uh, from what I from what I recall, they're actually running at the same uh, the same time, and there isn't a specific commitment to mar- bringing to market the wholesale thing. Possibly because there are other competitors, but I don't know. Hmm. Um, I just remember that it was mentioned, and was like, "Oh, that's a obvious slam dunk." Um, yeah. which they presumably know. So, uh, anyway, so, so that's my, that's my digital pound update. I guess there probably aren't not going to be updates anymore for another five years or so, but all the work, the various working groups are going back to their, I was about to say bunker, but they're going back to the bank of England building. That's literally Something. where they will be. And then, um, then going to continue talking about things for another few years, I imagine. Uh, and then get just build, and then in the end they'll probably just let Google do whatever Google wants, and then take a lot of data. So happy days, digital pound. Um, nice, nice news. Let's go. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, what do you got? I, so the other piece of news I saw this week, which I really liked, was this. You know, the Suju thing, the the three arrows capital guy, mm-hmm. um, who was in he was in prison in Singapore. And he was asked about it, and he said it was really enjoyable overall. <laughs> I was just like, "That's a, that's a really funny, <laughs> just a really funny one-liner." Was like, "Hey, you've been in jail for three months. How was it? Really enjoyable overall." Sitting was that like uh, was that in sarcasm, or is it like at the end of the Wolf of Wall Street, where he's like in the he's playing tennis in the prison, like? I don't know. I've not been to Singaporean prisons, so I don't know whether it is like tennis courts and, and not, I don't know if it's like rich guy prison or, or whether it's, um, you know, bad prison, but, um, yeah, like don't drop the soap in the shower prison. Yeah. What's that? What's that line from, uh, office space? So fuck me in the ass prison. Is that what it is? On <laughs> me in the ass. Is that what it was? I forget Federal. What it was. Fuck me in the ass prison. <laughs> Federal. Fuck me in the ass prison. Yeah. yeah. There you Team go. Mother, That's what it is. That's the one. Uh, the bit, the one bit of analysis I saw about it again, I don't know if this is true, but was saying that like um, it might be part of an idea to try and re- rehabilitate his image in order to do future work. Um, is to be like, no, no, it was really fine. N- not saying that he'd learned a lesson or anything like that, just that it was fine, which is what a very trustworthy guy says. I went to prison, I liked it. It's a very normal reaction, which. If some, if I read of somebody having that reaction to prison, I think I would invest in them. Um, <laughs> great, great guy. 
uh, not financial advice. That's funny. It reconnected him with nature. Yeah. Like jungle nature. I can yeah. see that. Like you go to prison, you're in concrete for six months, a year, a couple of years. Suddenly you're like, man, your that tree looks pretty awesome. <laughs> I want to be around funny. a lot of trees. <laughs> like fighting for your life in there. Desperately trying not to drop the soap. Um, um, why are there uh, moving boxes behind you now? Are you moving? We recently moved into this house a year ago. So ah, so still not unpacked. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we moved here a couple of weeks ago, and uh, while I was away, um, I came back, and my my partner has decided that the office is now a box room because they're on my chore list to pack up. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's like other things in here that I have to do as well. Like, there's a there's a floor mat over there, which is apparently my duty now because mm-hmm. I don't know why. And there's other shit buried under those boxes, demons you don't want to know about. Uh, yep. But this was pretty tidy when I left, and now it is completely the opposite. So it's like broken window theory. Do you remember that? I mean, I know that's discredited as a theory, but do you? Do you do you know about that? I mean, they assume the Americans do, right? No idea. I don't think. I don't, I don't think so. It's, it's the New York policing idea, isn't it? Where, like, if you walk down the street and you see a broken window, you're like, "This place is a shithole." Oh, I can, I can clearly rob people here, so I'm going to go buy a gun and like fucking stick some people up. It's like the idea that there's a kind of um, positive feedback loop, ex, like externality, I suppose, or or whatever about. Um, various types of like petty crime and whatever it's like reinforcing so you have to like you have to come down really hard on all of it because it it, it allows things to, to slide but also there's kind of it there's also a kind of implication that you also need to fix things that are shit like the windows and stuff although i think the way it was inter- i feel like the way it was interpreted by law enforcement was not so that i i obviously hear that and i go oh right so what you're saying is the area is deprived um, hence the broken windows so you need to like invest in the area fix the windows fix the opportunity of the people that live there and you know, that will improve things but i think the actual way it's interpreted was you need to imprison people for minor infractions in that area um and and that and then it didn't work um and and so yeah but onto null spare room Broken windows theory definitely does apply to spare rooms, which is if you put one piece of total dog shit that you really need to throw out or at least deal with today in the spare room or in the in an office, suddenly every fucking thing piles up in, with increasing rapidity. You notice behind me there is one cardboard box that appeared because I didn't pack it away after finishing some painting. And then a second box has appeared on top of that amp. And just out of shot here, there are two more boxes. They've been multiplying and a workbench. And then there's just a pile of baby stuff to give away to some people, which could have gone somewhere else. It went up here. And mm-hmm. and there's a, also just a, a dust a duster on the floor that I've just noticed. That's how during the show. Yes. Multiply behind Shit me. gets stacked for you to take care of. Take care of yep. this. Right. That's right. We I, yeah. I just stripped the uh, guest room. We no longer have a guest room because it's turning into a nursery. And that's basically my entire experience. The guest room was like, there's so much stuff in here that should not be. There's like 30 boxes of um, Oatly milk because Cassie uses them for like arts and stuff. And there's, so there's just boxes of milk everywhere. It's really, I'm like, what's going on? Uh, to flush it. 
What? That's so milk. Funny. Yeah. So oat milk comes in these, you know, cardboard cartons, right? And so there's like 30 of them because she'll use them for different art projects because she works with kids, right? And so she'll use them for art projects. There's just cartons and cartons and cartons of empty milk cartons. I, I, I might be dumb, but I'm like not connecting the milk and art. 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 Um, well, say, say art crafts. Yes, crafts. Yeah, you can like cut it, off, cut it in half, right? And then you have like a container and that can... That empty container, milk cartons. That's what I said, empty, yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tin Man oh, in the yeah. chat asking, who drinks cardboard milk? <laughs> I you mean, just grind it up in a Vitamix and then you put it with water and then you sift it out. Cardboard milk, perfect. Can you squeeze <laughs> anything enough so fucking the viewership. come out of it? Since 2022, uh, that's funny. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, long story short, there's boxes because I need to put them away. Because right, because so has 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 ever been called your room? Hey, I put some boxes in your room because no, over here that that has happened in this office. Like this office, I use right 24 hours a day, <laughs> and. And hey, I put some stuff in your room. I'm like, no, 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 this is not my room. I'm not twelve. Like, I own this whole place. <laughs> like, I own all this. Like, this is all ours. <laughs> From the front so, door to the back door. Yeah, I put we it in have your been, room. I was like, duh, 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 in the office. We have been looking for a for a new place. Yeah. Um, in another capital city, and that yeah, it's like depending on how expensive. It is when we're looking at them. It depends on whether it's our place or or my place. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, seems to be like the more expensive they get, the more expectation I am to buy it, <laughs> <laughs> rather than a, a we buying situation. It becomes a you're buying situation. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But um, yeah. I mean this. This room, I, th I think without the cardboard boxes, like the echo in here would be insane. It's already pretty bad because it's just, just hard surfaces all around. Yeah. You just need you just need a carpet. And once you get some furniture in there, it'll break all that shit up, right? So you just need like The thing is, it almost looks like one of those default Zoom backgrounds. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like the spare room background. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? Like brick, exposed, brick, exposed yeah. brick wall. <laughs> A few, like an old whiteboard when for that period where your work was telling you you're going to work agile and, you know, just like, like a few, a few <laughs> random, a few random things that got the way the dinosaurs it's, all packed up these boxes. It's like the default background for a failing business where you've like half the stuff's packed up and you've like rolled the, the floor carpet up, but mm -hmm. you're still like trying to attend meetings and like pretend to be in business. Like... <laughs> You're muted, my man. It's like the the live recording of "Killed by Death" by Motorhead, where the st well, okay it might be yeah. It's at the start. Lemmy goes, "This was a big hit for us. I've got ten thousand copies in my house. That's what's in your boxes That's, now. Ten thousand no. copies of "Killed by Death." Does not sound like anything like that. Well, yeah, I, well, I'm not. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do my Lemmy impression. Anyway, the point is. Mm -hmm. Also, the lyrics for that song are great. The I can't, the, the bit <laughs> just look, I'm not going to recite them. But look at look at look them up later. They're 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 fantastic. They're 
I guess we'll put them in the show notes or something. But so you're gonna move again? It feels like you've moved like four times. Do you just look for another place? Yeah, we. Uh, well, if you move enough, authorities can't find you. So your accountants can't find you either. We still sort of haven't really decided where we're gonna live. We don't own this place. It's just the place that we're oh, staying. Okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Um, and the last place we didn't own it either. We just rented it. So, um, is okay. Yeah. So we're looking for like, you know, our home, I guess you would say. Um, yeah. But it's like, there's I a long Aaron's of- basement is lovely this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is. So it's been really hot there uh, in Tamworth. And yeah. I have just been belting the AC. Uh, for like a few weeks now. I don't think I've turned it off. So um, there is like solar panels on the on the roof, but I'm fully expecting my dad to come and hand me the electricity bill at the end of like the quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Even though their AC is like five times the size of mine in the granny flat. So that place is too warm. Melbourne's too cold. Man, yesterday when I, when I left to the other place, it was yeah. like... I left at 6 a.m. It was 30 degrees already. and Really? Holy shit. Yeah. I got here at 7 p.m. and it was like 10 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're looking for something. You want to split the difference, I'm guessing. I mean, Brisbane's always hot, so that's kind of better. I like I like it to be cold when I'm on holidays. I don't, you know, during the, during the rest of the months, I like to be able to go outside and do stuff. Yeah. Go hiking and shit, sweat my ass off. But uh, like it's it's summer and I'm wearing a fucking jumper, <laughs> so I don't know. Going to see the uh, Titanic exhibition though on the weekend, so that'll be cool. There's there is stuff to do down here, so that's good. What will what will that entail? Yeah, what is that? I don't know. Apparently, there's like bits of the uh, Titanic in some exhibition in the museum, so. I guess Obviously that would be by that last submarine, I guess. Yeah, I'm like that was must have been um previous uh missions down there that were successful to bring back like a chair or something. But why? Why in Australia? I don't fucking know. They probably take it around the whole world, like, oh look at this. Did, it yeah. was a boat that's oh, I see what you're saying. I okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I was like, that seems really far away for it to just be like in the museum there as a rotating exhibit. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I think it's a like an exhibit that sort of goes ar- around the place or something. Like the other day, there was dinosaurs. Uh, I don't know. Weird. On the Titanic? Yeah. No, I know. The, yeah, <laughs> dinosaurs from the Titanic. <laughs> it's a new theory. No, it's, like my, my phone had been spamming me for weeks about this like dinosaur exhibition. But it's like no big doubt or dinosaur network. <laughs> Seriously. And, and then, I, then I like randomly walked. Then I woke it. up. It was all a dream. I'd never run any validators. There was no network. There was no network. I'm not so, late for an upgrade. I, I was. I walked. I walked my partner to Pilates, right? And then I was like walking home, and I like looked in this warehouse-looking thing in in the middle of the suburbs, and I was like, "What is this dinosaur thing standing there with like smoke, like the smoke coming around?" I'm like, "Is it, this must be like a children's thing or something going on in there?" Yeah, and then I looked down at my phone again, and it's like still spamming me this dinosaur thing, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> "This so must funny. be it." <laughs> I guess this is it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know if there was like some of them around the place because it looked like pretty divey. It didn't look like something that should have been advertised. And how many mushrooms had you done? Like 10 grand <laughs> before that? <laughs> yeah, mushrooms make it a huge comeback here in the US. I was oh, right? reading about. Yeah, like, I don't know. I guess, <laughs> I don't know what. But yeah, there was a, there's a, it, they're starting to show up at different locations. And like, I'm not sure. If, I don't know what the legality is not going to change or anything else like that. But, but there was just a story I was just reading about, about how, um, psychedelics are making like a huge comeback with college kids which i thought was pretty funny nice psychedelics yeah. is seasonal man they only grow <laughs> in like the the shoulder seasons <laughs> fast facts yep they used to be completely unregulated here because you can just like go and find them in the woods if you know where and then right they weirdly went just from maybe class c or maybe not no class at all to class a like the worst well, they did yeah for no reason and like um yeah like if you if you hang out with certain types of folks especially some who live like around about you can you you talk to people at work and who are kind of like who, who party occasionally still you can probably like if you talk to them about shrooms somebody will be like oh yeah i have a friend or a friend of a friend <laughs> that knows somebody. that knows where they're growing up in X woodland and you're like, okay, that figures like people would make a fucking note when they're like, Oh, a clutch of magic mushrooms. That will do. Let's, uh, let's get the what three words for this location. Hey, um, so if I could address the Rama in the room right now, I probably should just text him, but, um, he's been nagging my ass for ages and Hey, I'm actually going to be driving back home via the Newcastle way. So did you um, use Dr. Rama? Well, yeah, it's a big place, like it's lots of suburbs. Big by Australian sta- standards or by everywhere else's standards? There's like yeah. 300 people there. You'd have to. Okay, let me on. let me rephrase. I'll be driving home via Rue City, so, That's so um, it's like me saying I'm in Melbourne. Like it'd be pretty fucking hard to find me here. Like anyway, um, so yeah, I, man, I, mean, I might stop in for that beer. Are you going to put me up for the night? It's a fucking long way. It's right so, now, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go on Google Maps and search Newcastle for the finest backyard. <laughs> it's just uh, like a straight. Yeah, I know he's gonna get totally dark. Well, he has it's shared Google a photo Earth. previously of his front Who's yard with his f- lawnmower in it. So finest backyard. I'm looking right now. I'm gonna find time it. to get out the AI. That's the one. <laughs> Help me find the finest backyard. Um, um. So yeah, like you know, maybe Tuesday next week. Uh, it's a hundred kilometers out of my way, so there'd better be like some sort of pint involved. A beer, yeah, Get a pint of beer. You yeah. you, oh, it seems like it's more than that, right? It's it's way out of your way. Uh, yeah, it's no, it's like a hundred k's. Well, actually, oh, you, you can't get a one all the way there. Newcastle is probably it's probably like a hundred and fifty k's out of my way. You must like it. Must be a way to cut across, right? You're not like going all the way. This is M one to A one and everything, are you? This is the scale of countries. Like 150 kilometers out of the way would take you across to the other side of England. To the I island. know it's like the whole country. Like, like, like as in, as in, I, 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 I literally know that it is 153 kilometers. I'm going to dox my location here. It is 153 kilometers to York from the the place I live. It's another. It's a city up in the north of England, uh, much further north than the northwest. Like it's literally on the other side of the country. Yesterday I drove basically 1,200 kilometers 
from here that would get you to the south of france i think <laughs> it would certainly get you just i think that would get you to switzerland and i did that in yeah. one city uh i stopped only for diesel yeah, I mean, was it I mean, just like one road like in mad max or um waking fright or um uh no it like you have to do a lot of turns it's it's a bit of zigzagging through the countryside but if you go via yeah, queen of the desert that was the final one i was thinking of if you, if you go via Rue Town, it is basically like 110 most of the way. So it's further, but it's quicker to go the other way. Well, it's it's a similar it's a similar time, but it's further. Right. Yeah, but there's no like you just get on there and go to sleep and put on cruise control. So <laughs> literally, just get into the back seat, <laughs> let things take their course. In our lifetime, for the accelerator. <laughs> The cruise control in my in my cruiser will run you into a pole for sure. Like it is bad. It, it's okay if it's on like if you're on like some blacktop with really defined white lines. Um, the lane centering will sort of work, but like if there's a turnoff or something, and then there's like a continuity line that's a white dotted line, but then the the actual edge line is still solid white. Like there's a good chance it'll reef you off the road into a pole. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Your cruise control takes over the wheel as well. Yeah, it's sort of it keeps it you in the keeps you in the middle. Lane. Yeah, yeah. You can turn it on and off. Okay, yeah. for some reason, I thought cruise control was just like it was back in the nineties or wherever, where it just locks you to a speed. You don't no, have a car, matter. do you? No. Yeah. yeah. So the modern cruise control and like the new newish cars, it'll it'll like slow you down if you're coming up on another car as well. So to keep you around the speed, it'll like stop you from running into cars, that type of shit. Sort yep. of keep you in the lane a little bit. Yeah, and it'll keep a distance that. of the car in front and that kind of shit. Your steering wheel vibrates if you like go over a line, like if the rumble asleep. strips used to do, or probably still do. Just like dual shock T. Yeah, yeah, a dual dual shock steering wheel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. What do you do then when the car's doing all the work? So I tend to like leave a lot of that shit off. So I still have to kind of drive. Well, you could put on the, uh, what is it? The Apple Vision Pro, right? <laughs> I put on the Apple Vision Pro, but it's got like, uh, you know, children and targets and stuff to run into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're like down the highway collecting points. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I guess a better version of that would be like you get points for staying right in the middle of the lane or something. I mean, it wouldn't be as fun, but maybe more safe. Watch YouTube videos or something. Let it pop up in front of you and just let the car do its thing. I, I feel like that might be yeah, a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> so, could you imagine looking next to you and seeing someone with this fucking thing on their head and you and they're like, while the car's just like careering down the highway at 100 kilometers an hour? So has anybody else seen those, you know, speaking of the Apple Vision thingy, like it, they've been kind of like, you know, there's posts been like, what the fuck is this person doing on public transport wearing one? Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of those in like the last couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah. And then the second half of that is then I've seen a whole bunch of posts being like, this is, this is viral marketing. This is them trying to get it in front of your face by being like, look at this person. They're just, they look like a fucking idiot on public transport, typing away, getting stuff done, being productive outside of working hours for the capitalist masters. Um, and, but then you're like, 
but yeah, but they're just going to get it fucking stolen off their head. They're just going to get something, knock it off. And they're like, and then people are like, well, no, no, no. What if this isn't a viral marketing stunt, but people are stupid enough to have stuff knocked off their head anyway. And now I'm back to like, I don't know. Is it, is it, is it a viral marketing stunt? Are these people genuinely just like sat in broad daylight on a bench typing away completely oblivious? I don't think yes. so. Like that guy that was crossing the road and he's like stopping and like, <laughs> I can't, I just can't see people doing that yet. Mainly because no. you look like a fuckwit. Yeah, but, no, but these are videos that other people have taken of somebody walking around. No, that, yeah. no, it's, there's a whole crew behind that person with the camera, like, right, right, stopping traffic and shit. No, I don't mean like a well produced thing. I mean like phone camera portrait. Yeah, I know. It's made to look shit. like it was taken on the street, but there's a whole crew of people behind that person with their oh, so You are in the conspiracy, the conspiracy bandwagon. It's not a conspiracy, it's fucking marketing. Yeah, it's I mean, a, it's it's a marketing, right? Does explain like, why they aren't instantly mugged, doesn't it? Like polished figment videos don't they don't engage. They don't hit. You need to have like homegrown, you know, fucking home movie style like marketing these days. Artisanal, yeah. you might call it. Yeah, cottage. Cottage. <laughs> cottage, cottage marketing. <laughs> I think cottage marketing might be a different thing. <laughs> I think some people are really. I mean, it's all like the Casey Neistat's and things like that running around. But I think others do want to, you know, walk around that stupid ass thing and and be in city streets and those kind of things. And so be it. Whatever. I mean, honestly, most of that though is going to be very short term, right? Like, I don't think it's going to. I mean, airplanes. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Although you look like a fucking moron in that thing if you're wearing an airplane. So I kind of low key thought that when Google Glass came out, I was like, "This is way too early. Like nobody's going to buy it yet." Mm-hmm. But I was like, "Yeah, this is the future." So yeah. when Google Glass came really out, small I was like, "This is it. This is the yeah. next killer app." I, I yeah. invested in yeah. Google when when Google Glass came out, and then like a week later, they scrapped the project, and then I uninvested. Big it was mistake. like ten. It was like ten years too early. <laughs> hey. It was. It was ten years too early. Like like just from the. Like the idea of having a camera on your face and people taking a picture now, that shit happened everywhere, right? Like you wouldn't have the same amount of backlash around recording in public. At, at the time, now. it was like it was just labeled as ultra pervy. And yeah, like, right, right. I mean, it still is. It's just that people are have yeah. shifting, a shifting baseline syndrome where people who have accepted they have no privacy. There's no there's no recording light on that those those Apple things either. So like it's the same thing, right? And I, don't think the, the, I didn't see the one. Apple thing is probably like a little bit more obvious than like the nerd glasses. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like when you've got a fucking scuba mask on your face, people know it's there. Like when you're cruising down the street with some fucking glasses with a camera on it, it's like a little bit different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's kind of back to like, mm-hmm. you know, everything we saw in Minority Report 30 years later is going to be like a real thing. And like that's because that's what he does in the thing, doesn't he? he has the little that's where people get their ideas it, from. It's, it's a projection, isn't it? It's projected from his glasses in front of him that he then manipulates, right? Was it? Yeah, because I think he puts on glasses and then gloves, right? And I think really it's does he put glasses on? Yeah, it, no, really. I, I thought it was just like... in the chat. I feel like that's what happens. He puts he puts on the he puts on glasses and gloves, doesn't he? Or did I just hallucinate the glasses? 
I think who looks at the glasses? Other people are also looking at the screens, right? So if they are looking at the screens as well, then how? And they're not wearing glasses. Yeah, how it, would they be looking at the screens? The whole, the, 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 there's a projector either side of the the glasses, so it's not, ah, okay. it's not just in front of his eye, which would be even cooler. But like, all right, I'm looking it up. Look, <laughs> he's looking at it. I was kind of hoping that we were just going to completely ignore that Apple face thing, but anyway, the one I reckon the best thing about it is like the technology in the spatial recognition, I reckon that's pretty good. Like yeah. just just mapping your surrounds like instantly is pretty pretty special. But that's other than that, really they look cool. fucking dumb. And who's it's a really it? hard problem as well. And uh, it's super useful for, I mean, they're obviously just going to map it immediately and then upload it to their sarcophagus of doom and then <laughs> no glasses. <laughs> just continue to treat you like a fucking surf. Like if you, you know, if you want to pay two thousand dollars for apple to treat you like a fucking surf then that's fine like i'll accept the kosh of the macbook because it's a really good laptop but fuck i'm not letting their shit into uh, any more of their stuff in the house man it's a bummer i've become i've i've, I've just become such a fucking luddite sorry <laughs> hey so i installed windows yesterday and the amount of shit you have to opt out on is fucking insane it was like, like I needed to run a Windows specific app. In hindsight, I probably should have just given it a go on one. But uh, yeah, installing Windows into a VM is it, it was painful. It took me like an hour. And opting out of that fucking sign up is just like you know the how you got to sign into Windows. Oh, yeah. When well, you just want a local account, it's a pain right. in the ass. Right, right, yeah. right. Like they really railroad you into that shit now. You, you can still get around it. It's just more of a pain in the ass than what it used to be. It used to just disconnect the internet, and it was like, oh, well, fuck. You don't, know, you don't have the internet? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. But actually, um, if you don't – so now if you disconnect the internet, it will, like, give you a prompt to connect to the internet, and it will be like, you have to connect to the internet. It just won't give you an option not to. No, you can still, you can still get out of it. I thought, yeah, um, you, but you have to like bring up the command line and turn some shit off oh. or just keep entering like non-accounts over and over until it gives up. No clue, man. Actually, well, we restored. Yeah, I think we installed a few, a few weeks ago, but it isn't, it's, it's just really spammy. Like just the amount of requests, um, which Apple does as well, but it's a little bit different. And then like, even like edge, edge used to be at when, when that first launched, when they made the change from, from uh, their own internal structure and in, in using WebKit, um, like it was a really good browser early on. Like it was, it was really good. And then, and then eventually, like the Microsoft marketing team gets in there and they keep shoving shit in there. Um, <laughs> and they just literally like, every fucking thing. Like it, like early on with like collections and like, like it was a really fast, thin browser that worked really well. It just got worse and worse. Like just, I think they realized. Edge was? Are you talking about yeah. Edge? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was pretty pretty quick in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but in, yeah, and then they now it's just like stuffed, filled with shit, and it doesn't do anything useful, like like you know, um, brave or anything does. Um, right. So the other thing I I was um, so the reason I was so there's this yes. business that I'm like somewhat involved with. I just help them out with stuff, right? Basically, I, I don't even charge them. I just do it for free, and they had um, like was sorting out their accounting software. And they refused to go into the cloud. And so they've been running like, you know, the whole Windows server with um, remote desktop for, you know, group access to that accounting database. And 
it became time where we needed to like get some licenses for a Windows Server, mm-hmm. and fucking hell, man, the like licensing environment in Microsoft is so complicated. Yeah, and so cumbersome. Like I couldn't even get anyone from Microsoft on the phone to explain it to me. They're like bounced me around all these different call centers and then, and then eventually I just gave up. And then, so I called a friend of mine who um, went to the pirate bay. No, yeah. so I went, I was I like, called seven, up a friend of mine, like, hey man, you want, you want to get a coffee? <laughs> and he came down and got a coffee and he's like a, you know, he's, he's like a um, Microsoft certified, whatever. And I was like, tell me about these licenses. And he's like, I can just start it on this, drivel about these licenses for about 30 minutes and then he's like just don't bother he's like there's a different way there has to be so we (laughs) he like told me how i could do it a different way um which was much cheaper except like sapped half a day of my life away so um anyway long story short just get linux (laughs) like why won't businesses just start building like software on linux instead of fucking windows Office, because Microsoft will buy them out, and also because Office, yeah, it's all Office. Yeah, Office is on um, Mac now, though, and it's way less painful. Yeah, yeah, it's, Mac's it's getting a little bit invasive, though. Hey, Macs are more expensive, though. If you're a business that's just like really fucking on it about never spending money, much cheaper to bulk buy shit compacts or whatever. Or HPs, actually, HPs are what businesses always seem to give you, aren't they? Hey. HP laptops. Oh, yeah. Dell. I think, Fucking, yeah, I'll say Dell. Dell for me. Shit tier yeah. Dells. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, just kind of thinking back to my like, my my other half's various work laptops from the last couple of years. They've both been HPs. And then, yeah, or, or like a really shit tier, like, like a, a maker that has some good laptops, like Acer or Asus, but, but like shit tier ones. Like... I noticed, like, um, uh, I saw a friend that works for, like, one of these big consultancies, I think it was, like, McKinsey or something, and they had, like, a ThinkPad. And I was like, ah, so the big the big, the big, big guys, they pay for the good Windows machines. And then they were just complaining about how fucking slow it was. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, and looked at, the, you know, the, about, the equivalent of the About tab. I can't remember what it's called on Windows, like, to see what the system specs were. And it was like, this was like, Bear in mind, a few months ago, it had eight gig of RAM, and I was like, "What? That's like probably the lowest, the single lowest spec ThinkPad you could possibly have bought." I think the ThinkPad. Yeah, what? they're pretty turd since they have been Lenovo. I think, like back when really? they were IBM, hey. they were like pretty good. Oh wait, no, no, it was still an IB. It was still an IBM. I thought they're yeah. Lenovo now. No, they're. I thought, I thought ThinkPad got bought out by Lenovo. They did. Yeah. I think they no. did. Yeah. 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 It's all Lenovo. Yeah. Since they sold, they sold that shit fucking 10 Since years like ago. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Still the only thing with the little nipple. The fucking. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Um, so. <laughs> 2005. Lenovo purchased. Uh, yeah. Then. But it's mine's uh, mine's pretty good, or the the one that I had, which is. This, I mean, honestly, the, the hardware quality is fine. That's yeah, still good. Why are we talking about fucking PCs? Ben Davis yeah. chimes in with Lenovo. That's right. I don't know. Very helpful. You. Thanks, man. Thanks. Cheers. Was there like 
the fray, I'm surprised you haven't been pushing news more. There's literally there's a, a, like there's a lot of news. 20 line items. Should we? Uh, so, okay, here's a good one. Ha- uh, in 2023, hack related losses reportedly down 54%. But is that just because the uh, so that was in in dollar value? So was that just because nothing was worth anything? Um, you know, I bet it's an, it's a certain level of like during the winter, there's fewer users, right? So fewer hacks potentially can happen. I bet all things being equal, just the fewer users would have created that reduction. I I, I call me a cynic, but I I bet there isn't really like a. People can't people can't brag about there being fewer hacks, right? It's probably just there are fewer people to be scammed. Yeah, so I think I think the analysis on this one is exactly what you just said, which is that there are fewer people using complicated DeFi products where you're like, oh yeah, when you think about the amount of rugging that goes on in DeFi, like both from the project uh, authors and from I suppose like you know passing cyber criminals and script kiddies. Um, yeah, there you go. There's another news piece. No, are you happy? Are you entertained? I didn't even hear it. <laughs> I was I was typing the because um, you weren't listening. Rama, <laughs> figure out what beer organizing, yeah, organizing yeah. the stopover. Um, which, which one was it? Oh, the to quote the social network. Do I have your full attention now? <laughs> yeah, I'm listening now. Let's get. Do it. you think I deserve your full attention? I start now. But really, so this was in 2023, right? So, and all token prices were down probably by that by that amount. I, it was was it the number of people that were scammed, or was it just pure t- like value that was lost? Pure value. I think it was. Um, so here's the bit about the article I don't read by. They said only 1.7 billion dollars was lost in 2023, and I was like, like fuck, it was that small a number. <laughs> that does seem a little bit low. Sounds like yeah. sounds like a made up number. Yeah, it sounds a bit low. I agreed. Have you guys been tracking just the massive amount of layoffs in tech in the last like quarter? No. Huge. Uh, yes. All, like a lot of my friends are in tech. So they're like, I'm not really happy with where I'm at right now, but also I have a job. So I'm just going to like put my head down and act like I love it. <laughs> and hide the, contract- <laughs> the contractor market has gotten super weird as well. Really, really quickly. Really? Um, yep. Because it, it, it it's like relies on there being a lot of projects and a lot of investment going on. And so there's there's never enough programmers, right? Because at a senior level, there's something like five, five, there were a few years ago, like five permanent jobs for every senior developer in the UK. Like that number's gone down a little bit just with people coming through the workforce, but it's still the case that like if you're at that level of seniority, it's it's just completely your your market. As long as people are bringing on more projects than they have incumbent staff, and that is in, that has just like investment has completely dried up in the last hmm. six months, I would say. Like a lot of one of the one of the reasons that I, I guess it hasn't affected so much um, the stuff that I've ended up doing is that I don't really do uh, you know programming um, as a contractor anymore, so much as like strategy or. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of strategy. It's more like higher level, like CTOE type stuff. And like, obviously people are, people are merging and simplifying and trying to fix like, why are we spending this much money? And it turns out like that, that type of consulting is a little bit less affected because 
a lot of the answer is like fix your process and get rid of a couple of really expensive middle managers who are like not qualified. Um, but a lot of the project stuff just seems to have like evaporated, like really. Uh, and, hmm. and it makes sense if there's like people being fired at the, 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 actually the other interesting thing is I've started to notice people talking about outsourcing again. I was like, I thought we agreed 10 years ago, this shit didn't work. Like all of, all the stuff that was produced was rubbish. So we stopped outsourcing. Yeah, man, but it's cheap. We, yeah. I mean, it's almost <laughs> like history repeats itself, right? Um, so all we've got to do is wait for a couple of years and then go around all these companies being like, hi, I'd like £2,000 a day, please, to tell you that your outsourcing is bad and you should not do it anymore. Here's my rate card. Yeah, man, well, but people need thing, like... Though. People need an MVP with a terrible fucking code base to uh, like fix for the next decade. Yeah, but you don't do that by outsourcing MVP. You do that with like two actually good programmers in a. No, in they, a they need to be bad to produce work for the next decade. You need That's a terrible. Right. That's right. You need a terrible code base to work on for the next decade. No, an MVP will take a decade if you give it to bad programmers. <laughs> That was basically one of my coworkers' entire job at Esri. So there was there was a, a recurring contract at Esri where they would off they would like order a feature from Russia. Russia's relevant from another country. They would like implement the feature and it didn't work. And so then my buddy had to come in and fix it. And it happened like six times over the course of two years where they would actually hire the contractors to do it. Contractors couldn't do it, and then he would have to come fix it. It was glorious so he had a job because they couldn't do their job rather than just hiring him to do the job and kept doing it (laughs) he kept doing it they just kept going for it it was wild Hmm. was it like a was the original job like an open tender situation or was it just like they just kept giving it to these other people and then like so i think what it was i think there was another mapping company in russia and so they needed to give them work because they were like bought out or whatever and so then they would do that, and then someone else would actually have to come and actually do the work. But it, it created this <laughs> hilarious, disgusting, bureaucratic, nonsense system. And what was really ridiculous about it, too, was that Jack Dangermond micromanages, that's the owner of Azure, micromanages every single purchase. My office wanted to purchase literally a $20 like network switch so we could share internet, $20. And he had to sign off on it personally. So like... Putting a million dollars towards developers plus in Russia, totally fine. Don't care. Twenty dollars switch so that we can have lined internet rather than crappy wireless that only comes from the other side of the building. Absolutely not. Asking way too much. <laughs> we had to write. We had to like write documentation around why it was important, what we were going to use it for, and so there was like ten man hours that went into actually like developing something, and then we get denied for a twenty dollars switch. So naturally, one of us just bought it. I mean, that does not seem entirely like out of the ordinary it doesn't yeah that sounds like every big company it does yeah this is all the office space like dead on the nose type stuff Mm -hmm. is but but i brought this stapler from home you can't take this stapler off me yeah totally and we have a juno upgrade tonight right not to switch gears is there like some fucking I think it's like 2 a.m. my time, which is not looking good. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, it might be good what? my time. There's I know the, the one last night was for the test net. I just unbonded. You <laughs> did. I did. I did. Uh, it's so they funny. wrote it in the in the um, chat. I'm like, I'm un- unbonding for the fucking for the upgrade because I'm not getting up at 3 a.m. for a test net. I missed it by like four hours. 
literally. Yeah, I think I well, I was I mean, down. I, I, I knew it was happening, but I was like, I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm only medium vote pair as well. I did stop my node, restart it with the like, just restarted it in screen with the hold height, so it would just drop at that height, so I could upgrade yeah. it later. But, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's. Um, somebody was saying 1:30 a.m. Eastern. So whatever that yeah, is, UTC, it's, like five or six a.m. eight UTC. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. I'm not getting up early for that. It was another. Uh, what what time UTC? What? Uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure, but it's probably it's probably. Well, I would assume it's probably like five thirty UTC. So it can't be it can't be automatically staged. I'm guessing because it's no, it's a whole height. Yeah, it's a whole height. Five thirty p.m. or a.m. a.m. Oh, okay, it's probably not so bad for me. It's probably so. Like this is this is obviously related. Like in seven hours from now, eight hours from now, something like that. This is related to Rama's news item. Yeah, why don't you read that? Uh, Juno suffers the same fate as Prop Sixteen when attempting to Prop Sixteen the Core One vesting account, missing a number, meaning that the transferred amount was a tenth of the correct amount. Additionally, the entire train's smart contracts are currently not functioning after the upgrade. So that would be why your Dowdow wasn't working earlier, Noel. Oh, right. Yeah, for context there, Rama, I tried to pay you today, but this shit not working. Blame it all on Juno. I like that plan. Um, yeah, well, I guess that is calls for a uh, immediate upgrade. Do you, do you know what the contract issue was? Or why why that was filmed? Did, that, did you hear anything about that, Frank? Presumably invariance uh, uh, effect or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Dado being open sourced was kind of like the final nail in the coffin of Juno? Because I'm in several DAOs, DAOs, um, on but on like Osmosis, and I think there's one on Archway, and I think Terra. Mm-hmm. Whereas they would all be on Juno, right? Otherwise, so I'm. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that was the home the home of Dado, and I feel I feel a little sad that it's gone away. So when I was talking to Jake like ages ago, he said that basically like other networks will be sort of outposts of Dowdow, but the main like all the all the new features will be on Juno first. I'm not sure like if that went ahead like that or if it's changed, but that was a fair while ago now. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but if, but but was that what does that actually mean? Nothing ultimately, Nothing. right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, basically, Juno paid for da 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 rug Juno, but I mean, t- t- to be clear, like I think it's the right thing for it's the right thing for Dowdow's development, like as a project. Juno still does own a fair bit of Dowdow token, though. Well, no, it doesn't because Dowdow said they weren't going to pay them, didn't it? Yeah, no, no, they, they stopped the vesting, so that oh, there's a fair the bit already vested into the um, community pool. Ah, gotcha. I think Juno is the sing- the biggest single holder of Dowdow tokens. Right, so, so nothing is able to read any contracts until it's fixed. Yeesh. No, fixed in seven hours. So seven hours till we put up the, the, the prop to pay the news researcher and then another 20 days until we like... What are, what are people going to do while they can't use Gelotto? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going to gamble? <laughs> Where are they going to gamble? I mean, only in a betting shop, a casino, online Seriously. gambling, online poker. Um, DraftKings. My code below. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
sponsor. So, um, Thanks for our today's sponsor. Yeah. Recently, my, my YouTube algorithm has been like throwing me lots of um, old ass CNBC like investigative uh, episodes, I guess you would call them, of basically like Bitcoin hacks back in the day where people are sitting on like billions of Bitcoin and then get busted when trying to launder it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one was like the Silk Road hack that happened like yeah. when it happened. And the old mate was just like sitting on all this Silk Road <laughs> Bitcoin and then invited the cops into his house to look at his laptop for like something unrelated but related. Um, and then they just like coaxed him outside. They're like, it's like, hey, come look at this sunset when his laptop right, unlocked and then just like raided him when it, when they got him outside. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Someone like robbed him of like a few hundred thousand in, you know, crypto. And then he, the subsequent investigation got him busted of, you know, like 3 billion in, in crypto. And there was like another one. I think it was an exchange that got hacked. Maybe one of the was that early exchanges. Hey. Oh, was that the Mount Gox one? Hmm. I'm not sure that if was it was really Mount Gox would be the big one. So in the news, we've we've also got a couple of um, seizures of Bitcoin. Oh yeah! So, Ultimately, so, the U.S. government ends up with it all, and then yeah. auctions it. So so last year, um, German police seized 2.1 billion. I think these were in one case, like literally one or two cases, like specifically. Um, so they see the German police seized two point one billion dollars of Bitcoin, and the the UK police seized one point eight billion. Um, but I think they were both cases where people had a, like a big Ponzi scheme, and then they money laundered it into Bitcoin, and then the value of Bitcoin had gone up, which is why the numbers are so big. Uh, and they were like, ah, it's anonymous; it's nothing can get me. And then, like, obviously, the police get you, and they sit you in a cell, and they go, okay, so you can go to prison for the rest of your life or you can hand over your private key. And it turns out that cryptography can't save you, especially in, I think the UK case, it was literally some criminal, uh, some, some criminal who basically just defrauded old ladies or whatever. And then they got somebody else to launder the money for them. So they didn't even hold the private keys and the other person got got the main person was on the run, but you know, all the Bitcoin's gone because they had the private keys and they, the police are like, well, you can be an accomplice and we'll put you to prison for like a year or you can go to prison for the rest of your life. Like you can do, you can do 20 years plus and they're just like, yeah, okay, have the money. It's not fucking mine anyway. I feel like yep. you'd be able to buy your way out in some fashion with like a couple of billion dollars. Right. No, the way it works in, in the UK is you have to be money laundering via complex financial instruments in a major investment bank. Uh, or via complicated shell companies in a British overseas territory and ideally have friends in the House of Lords. In those cases, you get away with it. Yeah, like, you know, the news cycle ends and people forget about it and then you just deploy the cash, launder some more to, like, pay people off. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're, like, a major bank and you say, you know, uh, money laundering for Mexican drug cartels, that's totally fine. Um, but if you're a member of like the population, you would like privacy to spend, you know, 50 quid on some lingerie or something or whatever, without your bank seeing it and profiling it and selling your data to, you know, 
insurance agents and all that kind of stuff well then you are obviously a fucking criminal for one to spend 50 quid and you're not allowed to have any privacy um that's how it works that's how money anti-money laundering works um and it, oh and if you're a russian oligarch and you just have loads of money that you want to launder you just buy property in london that's how it works um so to- very consistent rules very serious about aml in this country to, to be fair to the Americans, you are a little bit more consistent about AML, as I understand it, but it's still a completely broken system. Um, but hey, whatever, man. Uh, hey, speaking of uh, speaking of um, speaking of criminality, my favorite news piece that I saw. Uh, so apparently, last year, two percent of U.S. energy use was for crypto mining because uh, people are moving Bitcoin mining onshore to America as energy prices elsewhere go up. Um. And this one specifically was, I think, what was it like elementary school or or some sort of school district? It was running a school it off district the free electricity. Yeah, so it's literally like Smart. Superintendent Chalmers is mining Bitcoin. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was how I interpreted this news story. Um, so the the claim from the DOJ was that uh, assistant superintendent, oh, assistant assistant superintendent Chalmers uh, and chief business officer of. The Patterson Joint Unified School District. Somebody will have to work out where that is. Dude, um, I got a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I got along idea. with the IT director for the school district, um, they created a crypto mining farm using the infrastructure of the school district, and then pocketed the profits while funneling the extra energy use through the schools. So it was like, damn, those those schools really have got the radiators on during winter. Free, yeah, free electricity changes the whole model. It mine just, like fucking crazy it makes it really profitable <laughs> it really does you're not paying for electricity speaking of my old jobs my old uh my old boss he created the xeon phi and he used them to mine bitcoin back in like 2013 so he we had server mineral oil keeping them cool server racks and server racks he was like don't tell anyone about this but this is what i'm testing these and i was like oh my god so funny that's funny I, uh, I I knew somebody in my local programming group who worked for uh, Engine Yard. Do you remember them? Like Ruby on Rails hosting back in the day. They had a they had a free tier. You got like one, um, you know, VPS, right? Um, like equivalent of AWS T three A micro or whatever in the in the AWS model. And they um, and he was like, yeah, like people are going mad for these at the moment. They're just we're getting so many signups. It'd be really cool if these all these people convert. You know. Uh, it's going to be a completely different company in a year. And then like maybe two months later at a different meetup, meetup, I was like, yeah, man, how are things going to work? And he was like, so, because it's like 2012. He was like, hey, have you heard of a thing called Bitcoin? And I was like, yeah, funny story. I own I own half a Bitcoin. Um, I can't spend it on pizza. Uh, he was like, okay, cool. Right. And I was explaining this to you then. Uh, the reason they all signed up is they're mining Bitcoin in a massive farm. And it's really hard for us to work out who the fuck is doing it. And we might have to turn off our free tier and it's killing our business. Uh, and the, the higher ups have just told us all to fucking figure it out. And you're like, cool. That was a massively paraphrased version. Uh, I can't remember where engineer are based and if they're still around. So don't sue me for defamation. That probably isn't quite the full story. But anyway, uh, that's, I recall that from the time there was just like shitloads of Bitcoin mining going on on the free hardware and it was, mm-hmm. it was really calming them. So so my mate um, has been like a, proof of work miner for like years and years and years not rich um and (laughs) 
during winter, <laughs> he would like move his GPUs into the living room onto a rack and just like let them run in there instead of in the shed. Oh, <laughs> uh, so he's, he was like a working class Bitcoin miner, not like a big bulls Bitcoin miner. Well, he has, he has been, you know, like in the proof of work mining for many, many, many years, like probably since like around the 13, 14 mark, Ethereum. Right, but there's two types of people in crypto. There's the ones that are already on the beach and there is everybody else. So you're telling me he's part of us suckers. Yeah, he's definitely like part of our, us. He's one of us. <laughs> well, what did he do if he started that early? What did he do? Did he degen it all up the wall? Buy too many I graphics? No, I, I feel like at some point he told me that he had like 40 Bitcoin, but I think he like, you know, swapped it to something else or I don't know. It, it's always the degeneracy that gets you. I've noticed that. Yeah. He, he almost convinced me to buy uh, Bitcoin back in like 2000 and uh, I want to say like 15 or 16 or something. It was so when he was, we, we met at the pub and uh, he was telling me about All the whole Australia's situation. The That's not a, oh my God, Nell's origin story is that he sometimes goes to the pub and is Australian. So we're talking about the whole situation and he's like, yeah, man, Bitcoin, it's good. You should get some. And I'm like, all right. So <laughs> like so making an account was a real pain in the ass for the Australian um, exchanges. So my plan was to like maybe spend 10 grand and just, you know, make a definitive investment, 10 grand. At the time. <laughs> Jump straight from naught to 100, <laughs> just like straight to 10 grand. At the time. Well, I mean, I, I used to like, so I used to buy shares as well and that was, my my amount that I would put into like a share would be, you know, this is the starter pack, 10 grand. And then I'd just leave it forever. And then so I'd save up another 10 grand and I'd like buy something else. So I was like, all right, well I'll give it I'll give it the starter pack. And then so Bitcoin was two hundred Australian dollars, right? And um so by the time I went through all the rigmarole and everything to make an account on an Australian exchange. Bitcoin was 2000 Australian dollars. And I was like, ah, fuck, I missed the boat. So then I like gave up on that whole situation. Um, and that's the story. I bought and sold Bitcoin at quite a few different prices in that, in that sort of period. I think, I think I finally, I finally got out at about $19,000, uh, where I had like, so, like the, like, I, I think my first ever bit, like I had like a whole Bitcoin at some point, and then after that, it was always like, you know, um, <clears throat> subdivisions of one. But yeah, I think, yeah, it was this strange thing. I guess it's back over 40,000, isn't it? You say, shortly. So. Yeah, it just crested 44. What What's ATH? 69, 60? I think. 69. Ah. I think 69, yeah. So, so it's on the way back up and everything else is positively correlated. So, you know. The happening does happen in, here in two months. So, mm. yeah, a bit over it is like seventy odd days or something. Interesting. Um, um, well, the the halvening is like only the that's like a few months before the traditional cycle, right? 
so the halvening happens and then the cycle sort of happens like a little bit after well i imagine there's some sort of like delay period from whenever they actually start to actually sell right because the theory goes that the halvening matters because now bitcoin makers are making less and there, there's going to be a delay before they actually start to sell at this new value yeah i guess it's kind of like how mining works in real life like in irl um commodities right you like no miner is going to sell it for less than it costs to produce. So I guess the theory is that it costs more to produce. So no miner will be selling it for less than that. So less miners, I don't know. Um, but in any case, it is coming. And hey, hopefully it kicks off another bull and uh, we get another year of like, you know, champagne and Lambos until we're broke again. Yeah, but not all. I mean, obviously, the thing is, like, not all bulls are created equal, right? I mean, you'll do well off of, say, I think, in an, if there's another bull market. Um, I don't know what, what else in Cosmos is going to go shooting, rooting, tooting, shooting back up there. Well, I mean, TIA oh, the hub, the hub. is fucking all the way up there. Celestia. Um, don't yeah, mention but, but a pretty, pretty good start. I don't know. It could be another one. There's like that grab bag of um, TIA. Uh, dime and also um, avail, which are sort of all holding hands together. So maybe they'll all end up high. I think avail is like a really different situation for Cosmos validators than what you know. Obviously, dime and um, and Celestia well, are. Avail is Polkadot, right? It's a substrate chain. Yeah, it's Polkadot. It's not, but there's a lot of there are a, a pretty big handful of uh, Cosmos validators in their test net so mm, yeah. yeah but it'll be it'll be interesting when they launch to see like if they also do like T celestia started at, at about 100 when they um when they launched and they just progressed up the chain up the list pretty quick so maybe dimensional do the same thing i don't know I mean, it's hard to say because people go up, the, you know, the chains go up the list and then they go, they go rocking back down when people realize that they've just got the same old shit, like a DEX and a couple of other fucking, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, TIA seems to be pretty stuck up there at the moment. Um, Injective seems to be stuck around that $30 mark. I mean, whenever, sure you see a, whenever you see a top, a top, whenever you see a top 50 chain, remember that Juno was like, what? Briefly, $36, it's yeah, all briefly. Like these, these ones have stuck around. Like, But Juno shot up there and shot back down, right? Whereas, I don't know, if you take Injecting, for example, they've been around a long time and they've slowly been moving up for like a year. Well, yeah, exactly. I guess that's the thing. But then sl a slower build-up in a bear market, I mean, that's just a bear market, isn't it? But, hey, I mean... If the whole market shoots up, uh, you know, it would be nice. If we, if only we were still getting big bags, but that's also fine. But I mean, injective, like they 10x'd in a in 12 months of bear market. So I don't know. They're, I don't know why they're different, but they seem to be. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm just being I'm just being shitty about injective because for some reason I'm shitty about injective. Right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just. I'm just pointing out that there's different strokes for different folks or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, that's the description of the economics of the various, the various chains. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I think um, 
I know we we obviously had Dan on here and then like didn't talk to him about Leo at all, but yeah, there are, I think there are some other interesting chains coming out, and obviously anything with like the novel type consensus in proof of stake is like pretty interesting. Anything with like anything with better privacy, I'm obviously a fan of, but I get that you just have to give it to users without them asking for it. So who knows? It'd be interesting to see like what happens next next bull run, right? Because like we had DeFi summer, we've had all those things. Like it's going to have to be some some other some other thing. Maybe next time. I don't want to sound too hopeful or anything. Maybe next time it would be something useful. Will be the thing, the killer app. Huh? Wouldn't that be nice? 